Hello, FitFam. Welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. We have an exciting topic for you today. We are going to be talking about your first prep ever, what to expect, why prep in the first place, and what better way to bring up this topic than to loop in Michelle, who is going to be doing her very first bikini show later this year. Yes. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, I've been wanting yeah. to do a bikini prep for a long time and step on that stage. So there's a lot of people just like you that yeah. are really curious about competing. I think secretly deep in their heart of mm -hmm. hearts want to compete, but are afraid or just maybe recognize that their life is not in the right place to compete. And so that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I know this has been on your mind for a while. I know you've you've kind of teased it out there on Instagram like, oh, do you guys think I should do a show at some point or this might be a future fitness goal for me? What made you decide, Michelle, that I want to do a show, now is going to be the time to do it? We've kind of talked tentatively that maybe you're, you'll do a September show assuming mm -hmm. everything with quarantine goes accordingly and, and we're still having shows then. What made you decide that now is the time for me to do this? I think really just feeling more in a good place financially, mentally, and ultimately feeling like I don't have any crazy things going on. Actually, the, the quarantine, I think, has even pushed it more because I was on the fence about like traveling. I feel like every time, because I have been thinking about this for a couple of years, but there's always something in the way. Like, oh, I'm going to Europe or I'm going on a week-long vacation and I don't feel like I'll be able to have access to a gym. Or there was always some excuse of something that I think would yeah. ruin my prep. Yeah. Oh, stagecoach is coming up. I can't. Yeah, stagecoach. Stagecoach is a huge one. Yeah, yeah. always been something that has been in the way um, for me to feel, like, ready to do it. I think that's why right now I'm like been itching been wanting it I'm gonna make it happen and I had already made like plans to to compete or to prep and so kind of change things around there but even now the plans that I was still tentatively thinking about doing like traveling over the summer and aren't happening because of quarantine so yeah. really I'm gonna be home I'm gonna be able to focus on my prep and I think that's what got me to to go forward with it Nice. Nice. Well, I'm excited for you. It'll be it'll be fun to follow along with your journey. I'll be prepping you, which will also be a cool yes. journey for me. I've, I've coached a lot of women, a lot of men on weight loss, but never competing for a show. So that'll be fun. And I think Kaylee and I will have a lot of fun working with you on posing. Kaylee, you know, I bow down to her. Her posing is amazing. <laughs> She's helped me so much. And I, I know both of us will look forward to helping you too. Yeah. And I know that's a big part. It's not just the weight loss, I think a lot of people see it as just that cut, but the posing is huge mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into okay. it. Kaylee and I can reflect back on our journeys, and Michelle, you're kind of looking forward to your upcoming journey, but that's one thing we'll probably dive into more in future episodes. Really knowing that you're ready for your first show, I feel like that is such an important thing. I feel like it is so important to pick the timing when you want to compete. Yeah, quarantine's a little weird. Shows are postponed canceled right now but in general my thought is the stage is always there and you can compete you can prep whenever you are ready there should be no rush there should be no pressure to feel like oh it's now or never I have to compete I just have to 
figure out everything in my life to make it all revolve around this. I don't think that's actually the case. I think it's really important that number one, you can financially afford it. And that is something that there is a past episode you can go listen to on budgeting. But I think we'll probably dive in a future episode as well. Competing is super expensive, especially as a bikini girl, especially yeah. when you are buying a bikini that is fully covered in Swarovski crystals. Mm-hmm. It is not, not your run-of-the-mill bikini from Target. <laughs> you know, you've got to be able to afford it. And and do you have the right support system? Do you have people in your life that are going to bring you up and allow you to keep going? Or are they going to they gonna hold you back? Or are there, you know, maybe things in your family where you have personal issues that are more important than a prep. There are definitely seasons of life and there are times where maybe it's not the right time just personally and within your family to prep. And also, do you have enough time? That's the thing too. You know, if you're in school, if you're working full time, you might be spread pretty thin. Do you really have enough time to potentially do 60, 90 minutes of cardio a day Mm -hmm. and lift weights and practice your posing and prep your food? And still go to work, go to school, do all that. I think I think those are some important things that anybody who's considering prep has to answer first. I agree. I think you do certainly find out a lot about yourself and your self-discipline when doing any type of prep with prepping for your very first show. So not just mentally, maybe like I literally had no idea and no concept of where mentally or financially or anything where I needed to be all I had was a coach yeah (laughs) literally it was just cool I have a coach and I'm just gonna listen to what he has to say but that's that's a good point though I think for most first-time competitors I personally would strongly recommend having a coach Mm -hmm. how did you first of all find your coach and how did you know that you needed one to prep for your first show Kaylee mine was sort of recommended Um, It is the dynamic duo. So I had my coach was actually my trainer as well. And his wife did all the posing and helped me with suit selection. So Mm -hmm. speaking of support system... So who who are who's your coach? I say this. You might, I was as, well, you might as well promote. Originally, right? yeah, I was part of Team Intensity uh, with Terry, Harrison, and Kim, his wife, and. At the time, I was prepping because my significant other was also prepping for a show and sort of, I'm goal-minded. I wanted to get into working out or training and originally I said, oh, I just want to look like this person. But after I really researched competitions and have the background of modeling, I said, oh, well, I might as well, I don't mind being up on stage. I've actually modeled in swimwear before. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of being in front of people. And it's an awesome goal that is achievable. So after actually going into the studio and talking to Terry, him looking at my skinny, barely any muscle body, (laughs) said, all right, you know, he, I, I just really generally had to, rely on him I dove right in (laughs) and have learned a lot on throughout this entire journey but that's sort of my background into my first prep yeah Mm -hmm. and you still work with Terry I do you and I you and I both still work with Terry Mm -hmm. he's amazing I think he's to me I look at him he's like almost like a father figure a little bit like he's our trainer and he works with our coach Kimbo 
but he also he's amazing because at shows he will find you backstage no matter where you are. <laughs> no matter where you are he will come find you he will make sure you're pumped up he will make sure you're calm he'll make sure you're ready to go but at the same time not everyone always sticks with their first coach too i do think like i said i do think it's really important to have a coach your first show just because you don't even know what you don't know yeah your first time you compete you don't know how to cut water. You don't know what your suit is supposed to look like. You don't know what your posing is supposed to look like. You don't know where on the stage do you walk. There's a very specific walk that you do. And if you don't do it right, you can be marked down. But also too, so to your point, Laura, you are a coach and you're about to coach Michelle into mm-hmm. her first show, Yeah. but you have a coach as well. So yeah. your eyes, what you see in the mirror can be very different or biased. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important that people know that it is okay to be coached and even the best of the best have their own coaches as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even if you're yourself a nutritionist or a personal trainer, that doesn't mean you don't need a coach. I mean, I'm a personal trainer. I'm working on getting my fitness nutrition specialist cert. So, but I definitely value and know I need a, tra- a coach because yeah. I even if I know muscle, mind connection, even if I know how to build, how to eat healthy, I don't know bikini competitor lifestyle, and I don't know that much about what that all takes and Absolutely. all those intricacies. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it'll be a lot easier to coach you versus someone else that maybe has no fitness background. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a lot of muscle. You're very familiar with what to do in the gym. But you're right. I mean, the bikini look, it's very specific. The ratios, the proportions they're looking for are very specific. So even now, even before you're on prep, you and I have had some conversations where we're talking about, you know, hitting certain muscle groups more mm-hmm. often so that way we can adjust your proportions a little bit before you prep and, and things like that. And I think also, too, just even if you are a trainer, a coach, whatever, somebody who's very much living a fitness lifestyle – we're all human. We need accountability. Mm-hmm. And that coach gives you that forced built-in accountability to not cheat on your diet, to not skip the last five minutes of your cardio, to make sure that you're truly ready to step yeah. on stage. 100%. So, I think, too, I've worked with a couple of trainers more so in off-season. So I always use Terry for preps just to stay connected with him as well. And obviously, I value his training skills. But I've worked with other trainers that may not understand the importance of, like you were saying, certain body parts and how to work them and what not to. So, for instance, me personally, my traps tend to take over everything, which traps aren't going to win you any sort of yeah. bikini show. You do not want you do not want to really build traps. So <laughs> no. traps, I've gone to trainers and they're like, okay, cool, well, we're gonna work on you know, your latch, your traps, da da da. And I say, no, (laughs) absolutely not. I don't need those. In fact, I don't want them. Um, same thing with like being quad dominant and doing heavy Mm -hmm. squats. I'm like, no, I don't want that. So trainers are knowledgeable on certain muscle groups and how to work them. And if you say, I want to do a leg day, but then they're not necessarily knowledgeable on the, smaller details of fine-tuning those muscle groups for your personal goals unless you express it but again first-time competitor you may not know that you don't know what the judges 
are looking at yeah. exactly yeah, unless you really you really you don't. have a coach who literally says this is what you need to do which is another point also on competing and your own goals if you just want to get up there and have like a bomb physique cool but if you want to get up there and you want to impress the judges and have a winning physique it can be very different so based on what you personally want your body to look like versus what judges want it to look like may not be exactly the same. So you really have to understand maybe later on after you've done a show or two what your goal is and what how you want to build your physique. So are there people that choose to compete just to have that goal? Like kind of how you had said like, like say I have a hard time losing weight or I just, I don't have that focus. I don't have I, that reason. Cause I feel like a lot of people struggle to lose weight because they don't have a deadline. Absolutely. Do you feel like a lot of people come, not, maybe not a lot, but there mm. are people that compete just so that they have a deadline of looking yeah. good, not Absolutely. to win. I think but... there's probably more so that, especially for females, for instance, there's a lot of mothers that okay. they have children and then finally are like I was in shape before them and mm-hmm. they have this end goal for themselves to get on stage and have maybe a better physique than they had yeah. pre children so mm-hmm. I I've found a lot of competitors may not initially have the goal of oh I want to compete to win and oh I want to go for my pro card I know that I didn't even know what a pro card was mm-hmm. When I first started, mm-hmm. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I just competed to yeah. walk on stage and, and be in a suit. And there's some people that go just for that, that go in it to get their pro card. Like they're, I've yeah. heard that. I, knew, I yeah. knew I wanted a pro card when I started <laughs> competing, but I completely underestimated the amount of work and progress I needed to make to get there. And I figured it out pretty quick. But yeah, Michelle, <laughs> you're, you're totally right. There are definitely women and men who do competitions just as a way to force themselves to lose weight. And I hate to say it, but you do notice it because there are people where you'll go to competitions, you'll notice that maybe they're not in the best shape, maybe they're not as lean as what the judges are looking for, but at the same time, you have to recognize that person may have lost 30, 40, 50 Mm -hmm. pounds to get to where they're at, and they feel great about themselves. They've obviously improved their health quite a bit by losing that much weight if they needed to lose that much weight. So everybody's journey is different. I don't think, my personal opinion is that I don't think competitions should be just I don't think doing them to force yourself to lose weight is the right motivation but it's a free country you can do what you want like my motivation is I want to do them and I want to win and I want to make progress but at the same time not everybody has the same starting point so Mm -hmm. maybe your first show maybe you needed to lose 40 50 pounds and then you're in a better spot your body composition's Mm -hmm. better and then if you decide hey I want to do that again but this time I want to be competitive and I want to try to win you're at a much better starting point so Definitely. I'm never I'm never going to judge anyone for any choices they make I just know that I'm a very competitive person and I'm always <laughs> in it to win <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah same same well one thing I want to talk about too so for a first prep one thing I think is so important to know and have in your mind is that you need a lot of time to do this you need a lot of time to take on this challenge Kaylee, maybe you want to speak to that a little bit. How how do you make your time management work? Or how do you think in the mind of somebody who's never done this before, like Michelle, Me. what should she expect in terms of managing her time and making time to 
prep the right way? My very first prep, I, again, didn't really know exactly what I was getting into. And there is time spent not just in a gym for workouts or with your trainer, not just cardio, whether it's 30, 60 minutes, doesn't matter. You also have to think about you have a full-time career and then also all the time spent in getting food, grocery shopping, and then also preparing all that food. Maybe financially you're able to get it from other food, uh, prep, prep services. Prep services. I personally never did that. A, I, I don't know. I don't. I just want to be able to prep my own food and know that yeah. I'm weighing it out consistently and know exactly what spices are on them. And yeah. And I'm I, just think, a I, little... think, I think we'll dive into meal prep too yeah, and definitely. cooking in a lot more detail in another yeah. episode. So there are ways to be able to mitigate the time. That's kind of yeah, what I was a, going for. Yeah. But yeah. I mean... It definitely takes a lot of time going into it. I, I There's not yeah. like a set amount of time. It's not yeah. like, oh, it's two or three hours a day. No, it just, it, depends. it really depends. And I know, yeah, it, it just, it depends yeah, it on does. where and your body at is now. But you definitely have to take into account that there's going to be a lot of focus on it. And not just that, but a lot of times you may need to say no to certain activities outside of it yeah because you're tired and again recovery and rest is very very crucial too so there's another whatever your preference or your body takes in better mine I found like six hours of sleep a night I, I need or mm-hmm. else I'm just not going to function and but you have to think about six to eight hours of sleeping then maybe you need to do fasted cardio or whatever your coach mentions so you're gonna need to do cardio oh yeah <laughs> personally like fasted cardio it's the first thing in the morning it really mm-hmm. provides me with some energy to get through at least two coffees and then you know <laughs> by three o'clock another, and then maybe another two later in the day <laughs> three o'clock i'm on my third um and then you're going back to the gym so you're doing two to three a days mm-hmm and that's anywhere from six to seven times a week. It's just based on your your body, and that's just the workout aspect of it. So again, prepping takes a long time too. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're right. There's no set amount of time for anybody, but I think especially deep into prep, two to three hours a day is not a bad estimate. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, if you're in good shape, you don't have more than let's say 10 to 15 pounds to lose to get stage lean, you could still be doing easily an hour, maybe a bit more than than an hour of cardio a day. And if you're in a bad position, let's say you have 30 pounds to lose on a prep or more. Number one, you're probably going to need to prep for more weeks, more than 12. Like I think of 12 as kind of the bare, bare minimum. Absolutely. But a lot of times 12 weeks is used as a very generic length of a prep. If you have a lot of weight to lose and you're trying to cram your prep into a short amount of time, guess what? That means your cardio is going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And I personally have known bikini girls that end up doing 
90 minutes of cardio a day, two hours of cardio a day. I know Courtney (laughs) King, Miss Bikini Olympia 2016, she has been very open sharing her journey. And she's shared where she was prepping for some pro shows and she would only give herself six to eight weeks and she'd talk about how she's doing two plus hours of cardio a day on top of lifting, on top of posing practice, on top of making sure you've prepped your food. So that's one thing is, you know, you've got to really make sure you have the time in your schedule and you are truly using a calendar to make sure you're fitting all this stuff in. Yeah, and even me, I mean, I was I was eating my last meal, this last prep, probably around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I mean, I was doing full yeah. days, getting up at 5 in the morning to go do fasted cardio or train. I like to train really early with my trainer And then, I don't know why, but I would kind of fast up until 10 a.m. when my first meal was. But with my job and kind of the timing, I literally was eating my last meal at like 11 o'clock at night and then passing out and doing it all over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But I love it. Yeah. There's there's a lot of... I thrive off of it. Well, there's a lot of different ways to go about your schedule too. Like I know for... (laughs) At some points, you and I, we had a different schedule where I was getting up really early, but then going to bed early. So I was eating my first meal at like six in the morning, but then by 10 o'clock I'm in bed. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to go about it. But yeah, you need to to plan for the time. What Um, about... What about handling the ups and downs? That is something that anyone who preps experiences. What would you say, Kaylee, to somebody like Michelle, Mm -hmm. who is going to be prepping for the first time? And how do you anticipate the struggles? What are they? And and how do you cope with them? It's hard to say. My first prep to, say, my last prep has been very different mentally, but also just being able to cope with certain things because it is a journey and it's a process and you learn about yourself and how you can cope with certain things. My very first prep, I have generally been a positive person no matter what. And I was in a sales position at that time for a hotel. Honestly, I hated people, which is really (laughs) bad for sales. (laughs) And I would just, my patience level, okay, I'm not a patient person at all. I, but your patient level just, goes really really low like Mm -hmm. bare minimum and you just need to be prepared for that not to scare you in any way and there are absolutely ways like I said from my first one to now ways to certainly cope with that and I just I think I just realized I learned a lot about myself so I can't really put a I can't really point out exactly how to cope with it. Could be, I think, essentially, you will understand it more. Luckily, Michelle, you kind of are in the business of coping with things, which is great. So hopefully you've already sort of found that out about yourself, too. The initial start of prep, it's all whole food. So I did more of like a bro diet, and that's what I I do all the time. So I don't do macro-based. I didn't have sugar or anything else introduced for preps and my body felt really good actually you know I had a lot of energy initially my body felt really really clean and my focus was there but certainly once the calories are decreased and you're just exhausted you get very very tired and I think it was just there's times (laughs) 
we joke, but certain weird things happen. Like one prep, I hit another car because they, they, <laughs> we've all been there. Literally, it's like the prep mode. They, yeah, prep brain. Prep brain is seriously a thing. Oh, it's boy. definitely a thing. So, yeah, I had a car in front of me that was turning right and. They started to turn right, and so I moved forward, and then they stopped, and I kept moving forward, and I just bumped them. So certain things like that's that. a nice way to put it. <laughs> certain things that. like that happen, and you just sort of, in a way, lose your mind more so at the very <laughs> end. But just if you mentally prepare for that, and yeah. kind of with like all the activities that are going on in your life, I try to now, like a few weeks leading up to a show make that as minimal as possible. Sometimes with work, I can't, but I found that if I spread out my time more to focus on prep and the show four weeks out, that helps tremendously because that's mm-hmm. sort of when the mental breakdowns, mm-hmm. if they happen, occur more so than like in the beginning. The beginning is kind of fun and like, oh, I can, well, yeah, the first yeah. two weeks, First two weeks, you gotta get you gotta get gotta yourself get, into the into the prep mode. Yeah, yeah. you gotta yeah. transition. Then yeah. after that, it's yeah. like a breeze until about four weeks out, and Same. then you kind of <laughs> it's it's hard. The last yeah. the last it couple is. weeks, especially, it's hard. Yeah, I agree. I think one thing that I would say is I feel like you're just you're more tired. You're a more tired version of yourself. So <laughs> if you're naturally an impatient person, if you're naturally an emotional person or an angry person, whatever you are, whatever your underlying kind of negative tendencies are, that's going to come to the surface Mm -hmm. more. And if you kind of know what that is, like for me, we always joke that I'm a special little snowflake. You know, you and Terry, we kind of joke about that our coach Terry or our trainer Terry has a slightly different approach with me and Kaylee. And he'll be really tough and really direct with Kaylee. And with me, he's just very positive and <laughs> sensitive and supportive because I'm I just my tendency is I tend to be sensitive and a bit more emotional and out of the blue you know I've joked in the past I'm a victim of spontaneous crying oh, where yeah. the last few weeks of prep the last few weeks of prep something happens and all of a sudden I'm bawling my eyes out and I do that for a couple minutes and then all of a sudden I'm good again and it's you know it's very unlike me in normal life but on prep it's very under the surface and so I just know that Kaylee's absolutely right. I think the last few weeks of prep, it's very important to protect your energy, to do less things, to take on less, to Mm -hmm. focus on the show and make sure you're getting enough rest, making sure you're taking care of yourself and you're, you're watching out for your energy and you're Mm -hmm. having that at the forefront of your mind the last few weeks of prep, especially. Well, yeah. and it's things like, I mean, you're talking about hormones in general. So of course you want to do it as healthy as possible and hopefully have a higher calorie, but you're not necessarily, and your you body you fat is really lower. Know what it's going to be until you start prepping, yeah. right? So, with that said, especially for females, that's where you definitely become more sensitive or irritable, or just—I mm-hmm. mean, Something your flaws changes. definitely are heightened. Yeah, and you may lose your cycle as well. I yep. mean. And you're saying hormones, that's very, that is very normal. And when I first started competing, that was not the case. And then over time, that is something I tend to expect around four to six weeks of prep. And most women, most women, I would say that is the case. Like most women's bodies are not meant to 
handle being that low body fat. So that's something to expect as well. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see what kind of person I become. <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> we'll see. I, I mean, I don't think I mentioned it, but I did do like a 12-week challenge last year, and that was part of the reason why I decided that I, I was ready, quote-unquote, uh, to do a legit prep. But last year I did a 12-week challenge. Laura was my coach for that as well. And I did definitely drop my calories. I went down. Um, we had you at about 1,200. Yeah, about 1,200 yeah. at the end. So I, I have yeah. done that and gotten that idea. And so I definitely remember being very zombie version of myself. I was also training at Gold's Gym at the time on top of finishing up my master's program. And doing an internship, right? And doing an internship. Yeah. And probably still doing promo work. So it was a lot. I'm just that type of person. I'm always doing so many things. But luckily, before that prep, I was not doing any cardio. So I think I I was giving Laura a lot of push and shove for making me do like 25 minutes yeah. of cardio. So... Definitely will be interesting because I don't, I have been doing more cardio now. So I have been doing a lot more cardio now just because last year, end of the year, I trained for a half marathon, things like that. So it'll be interesting what that difference will look like. But I am definitely trying to build up my calories and limit my cardio so that I'm not going too crazy and too low but it's expected at the same time but you're in a you're in a good spot to start a prep yeah you're in a good spot the most interesting thing and one of the things i i think is important to touch on was my cravings i stopped eating red meat like years ago and i remember the first thing i was craving when i started my cut or a little bit into it was like i wanted a burger so bad which was so (laughs) weird because like today like Burgers don't even sound good to me. So it was so interesting, the cravings. So what are ways that you guys, I mean, that's the expectation of cravings. What are ways that you guys can curb those like sweet cravings, salty cravings, whatever it is? I mean, any tips for that? Because I'm a huge foodie, so it's going to be a struggle, I know. Water is key. Mm-hmm. And typically on prep, I'm drinking at least two gallons of water a day. So I, up until about two weeks from the show, will do... Mio or any of the liquid flavor enhancers, zero calorie, and I guzzle down. I mean, it's like Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. And especially I have a sweet tooth, and it helps with any type of sweet cravings. I will say for me personally, after kind of the two-week mark of when I've sort of cleansed my body... I do not crave sweets anymore. I crave certain things like Whole Foods, burgers, certain things like that, but I stop craving them until I have a bite of them again, and then it's yeah. like, okay. It relights that fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing I would... I'll give I'll give my suggestions as well. I know Kaylee loves her Mio. She's actually got a gallon of it yeah, with I do. us on what the floor. What is that? Um, that's one thing I would recommend. After competing for a certain number of years, I would definitely discourage people from abusing the artificial sweeteners like the Walden farm syrups the you know what have you 
I mean, Mio, Mio, I honestly, for the amount you're using, it's not much, but there are girls where you see them douse the freaking Walden Farms pancake oh. syrup all over their oatmeal. <laughs> that was me the first, that stuff, first prep. It, I, makes you, it makes you want sugar more. Mm-hmm. It makes you bloated. I would take shots of, like, the caramel or the chocolate Walden Farms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a oh huge Stevia fan, so I would do, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people know about this, but cucumbers with Stevia... And cinnamon are so good. Okay. I haven't. I, I have not, not tried that. <laughs> I, my no, well, my for sweet. One of my favorites has become this last prep. Is somebody told me, you cut cucumbers like matchsticks, and then you dip them in hot sauce, and it's kind of like a little. I did that with celery, French fry. Yeah, or celery. I did it with celery. celery. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of mind <laughs> tricks. It sounds like, which will be interesting mm-hmm. too. I know personally. That if I start my day with something sweet, I crave sweet all day. So I feel like that might be something going into it that I need to be aware of. If I start with like a savory sweet. breakfast, oh, it's, yeah. If I start with savory breakfast, I'll be a lot better yeah. with those cravings uh, throughout the day. Yeah, it was weird. Like last prep, I noticed that I didn't even want. I started craving savory breakfast, so I would be eating beef and rice at seven in the morning and sometimes my coworkers would be in the office at that time and they'd look at me like I was a crazy person but I for whatever reason I just didn't want to eat the oats or I didn't want to eat the mm-hmm. sweet food first thing in the morning but yeah for sweets I've heard cucumber stevia yeah I'm trying to think what else the flavored water BCAAs are a great one I, I drink you want to be careful on those I didn't know that there is such thing as too much there is there is Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't recommend abusing it for me i'm talking like one to two scoops a day yeah for a bcaa i personally like hot beverages just because it helps fill me up a little bit better so i was trying to stay away from too much coffee especially with cortisol levels and adrenal glands so i was doing also uh decaf coffee or tea, any type of teas, and even putting just, I got to the point of doing stevia, a little bit of lemon, in hot water. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of calming too, yeah. sort of yeah. soothing, and it would fill me up for, you know, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and if you can't, if you can make sure you're not overdoing it, coffee with some stevia, some cinnamon mm-hmm. is pretty benign. There's essentially, you know, less than less than five calories, roughly, in a cup of coffee. It's very, very low calorie. If you're not overdoing it on the stimulants, you can always do decaf at night. Mm-hmm. And then I think early on in prep, Kaylee, you and I are kind of similar, where we will do splashes or a bit of almond milk, and then past a certain point in prep, we cut out the almond milk. But almond milk at 30 calories per eight ounce serving is really not much, especially if you're just doing a splash to kind of lighten up your coffee. Yeah, and that gradually has changed through the time at least I've been competing. My very first show, I I did not stray at all from the diet. I was literally You were eating your vegetables raw, right? I no, I but I would measure them out. So like spinach, I would measure that out. Whereas now I'm like, okay, a heaping two handfuls is what I do. And it just that can be a whole nother thing. But it has gradually changed and I've been more comfortable and knowing what my body is okay with. So mm-hmm. your first show is completely up to you on what you want to introduce maybe over and above what your coach says. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like 
almond milk yeah. is okay, but and that's because I yeah. know yeah. where my body is. But say yeah. someone who I tend to lean out a lot quicker do. than <laughs> some people, and I, me personally, wouldn't want to do anything to jeopardize that if I didn't know that my body was going to react so quickly. So for Michelle, I don't know if that would be ideal, even a small amount of almond milk. I mean, it is minimal, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I would say run any of these things that you're thinking about or you want to have available to you, run those by your coach, make Mm -hmm. sure your coach is knowing what you're doing. If you're, if you're straying from your plan at all, your coach should be aware of that and you should be talking with them about that because they might, they might say, sure have a BCAA or past a certain point, they might say, hey, you're this many weeks out, no more artificial sweeteners, no more water flavorings, no more this, no more that. Yeah, I think it's important just with the psychological piece of like if there is something that you are like dying to have and and want to have it, if there is that communication with the coach of like, can can we incorporate this? Like, can I have that little splash of almond milk? Because – if you just like restrict, 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 and then you may just be like, screw it, I'm gonna have it in excess. And without having that conversation, you may have been able to incorporate and not have that kind of mental break, yeah. breaking point. Yeah. And I think Kaylee and I are the same way where we kind of know how we lean out. We roughly mm-hmm. know we've been doing it long enough how long it takes us. And we tend to get stricter with our diets as the prep goes along. And I think that's sort of the mm-hmm. way most people go about it. If you think about exactly. it, at some point, almost everyone is cutting out their sodium to some extent or, you know, maybe cutting sodium, maybe not, but then affect changing their water as they get close to the day of the show, mm-hmm. the day before the show. So um, it's pretty normal to kind of have that where you're, you're getting a bit more strict with your food and your supplements as the prep goes along. So two things I just want to touch on. The communication is key. And... Mm-hmm. So when choosing a coach, especially for your first show, you want to be comfortable with them. And we may go into more detail on this at a later time, but you should maybe interview or chat with two to three coaches that you are interested in and see if there is that communication because this is your body you're talking about. This is your health and you want your coach to think about your well-being just as much as the show itself. Yeah, so it is very Mm -hmm. important to have that communication and be comfortable with that because you don't always have that. And I've heard of like horror stories where there isn't that communication. So I do think that's key. That's a great point too because that's one thing we forgot to touch on. A lot of people have a preference when they prep of whether they're doing a macro-based plan and program or whether they are doing a meal prep quote-unquote bro diet type of eating and knowing some coaches tend to only do one or the other Mm -hmm. some will do both depending on what you want but that's an important conversation to have too and knowing that in your mind if you want to do macros if you feel mentally prepared to do a macro-based diet and then you go pay your coach hundreds of dollars for your prep and then you get a bro diet back and they say oh yeah this is what you get you're gonna be pretty upset you're going to be frustrated that you didn't do your research ahead of time yeah 100%. well I think that I think that covers that the nutrition por- portion of it pretty well and we will go into so much more detail in terms of eating 
and prepping and all of that with our food. One thing I really did want to touch on is having a solid support system and kind of understanding how prepping might affect your relationships, could affect your relationships, and how to mentally prepare yourself for that piece of it. Yeah, I know just from doing my 12-week cut, which I know isn't isn't the prep, I had to... Well, yeah, I mean, don't don't short yeah. <laughs> don't like shortchange yourself, Michelle, because really your prep and your cut that we did together, it was a bikini-style diet. Yeah, like, I, that's... That was your goal is you wanted, I remember you came into it very ambitious, wanting very pronounced results. Mm -hmm. You wanted to see your abs. You wanted to be super lean. And so I told you, I was like, okay, I'm kind of going to give you roughly what you would do if you prepped for a show. Let's try it. And if you're struggling, talk to me. But really you did do a bikini style cut. And that's why, that's why your results were so amazing. Yes. Yes. I did. I did make it down to like 12% body fat and I had people kind of tell me like oh like you you could have competed you could have like yeah at least stepped on and I, part of me wishes I did that which I think is why I've been like really itching to <laughs> yeah. compete because I'm like I should have took that opportunity but but no I'm really excited to to go forward but I had to have that conversation with my boyfriend of just like I may turn into an asshole like I'm sorry like I had to definitely prepare because I knew with my energy levels I would be really difficult just to be with a lot of times. We weren't living with each other, but to just be around, especially on those days where I'd done a lot of cardio or on the days where I was just not myself and exhausted. So being that communication is key for that piece too, is I have had to prepare the people around me for how I was going to act and apologize in advance. How did it go with Danny? It went really well. He respected my my space when I needed it. He knew that anything I said wasn't personal, and he supported me throughout the the whole thing. He definitely helped me in terms of staying sane and being able to stay on track with my goals, On especially on those days where I don't remember what it was, but there was... I just know there were sprinkles cupcakes at my house. Something. <laughs> and like sprinkles, I used to work at sprinkles, so like Ugh. it's like extra triggering. Um, and I just remember him being really good about me like not eating it. And I know some of my friends that were there were like, oh, he's controlling. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need this. Like I need that extra support because sometimes you can't do it all yourself. You can't have that control. So that was was super helpful when you have those triggers to have an extra person that can provide that accountability yeah that's wonderful yeah that's wonderful and you guys are have since moved in together so clearly so clearly you made it through the prep (laughs) and he's unscathed very aware of the oncoming prep and upcoming prep he is very supportive in that sense though we do go back and forth because right now he's cutting i'm like you should be bulking with me like you should be coming up because we're gonna be in the opposite like i don't want you to be eating extra calories when I'm cutting, but it's ultimately we will respect yeah. wherever we're at. Yeah. And it's cool That's too. Good. I look back at some of the photos you guys have shared and just even the two of you dating and on your own, you both have had fitness transformations yes. and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like I never yes. realized how much weight Danny lost, mm-hmm. how much better shape he's gotten in, how much stronger he's gotten. And it's cool to see yes. both of you become more fit individually, but also as a couple. Yeah, I definitely joke about, like, when you are dating a trainer, this is what happens kind of thing. Totally. Like, I'm not saying you have to date a trainer, but... <laughs> there are, um, there are and then perks. people reach out to me or are like, can you uh, can you date my husband or whatever? <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't even realize that, but definitely just 
being able to grow together has been incredible in that fitness space because mm-hmm. we both were athletes we both love working out and, and and all that but I think it's come to a different level you know every year we're, we're changing every day we're changing just in how we approach fitness so when we started dating being able to really focus on that because I feel like a lot of people when they start dating it goes the opposite way right yeah and, usually you're you're fat and happy yeah you're in that you're comfortable yeah like I know I've seen the cycle of like when you break up you get in the best shape and then you start dating someone you get the, yeah. yeah it's like but for for us it was it was different it definitely our relationship allowed us to get to get healthier together which was yeah. awesome yeah and that's kind of been the case for you too Kaylee I mean you and Kyle just competed together yeah. at Muscle Contest Legends in February in Vegas, and that was his first show. And you guys prepped together. So, what was what was that like, or what have some of your experiences been with either positive or negative, kind of having a support system around you while you prep? Wait, yeah. so your boyfriend at the time, a different boyfriend, had gotten you into mm-hmm. competing, and <laughs> yeah, now so now my first several years of competing, I was with someone else. Mm-hmm. who also had competed with me. So we had prepped together, too, for our first shows. And then my now guy, Kyle, mm-hmm. um, he went through one prep. So he was always very passionate about working out and had been training for several years and then started dating me, and I went full-fledged into prepping for NPC Universe. So... It was a new relationship, and he was all for it and actually really, really supportive. We, two were not living together, and I was very much 100% into that prep because this is for the pro card. I mean, this is, this is big, big deal. This is what I've been working for, and really nothing, not even a new relationship, Sorry, babe. And that's the reality, though, is a lot of people consider this a very, very selfish hobby. And and it is. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you have to look out for yourself. And you are your own motivation. You have to be disciplined and say no to certain things. So he was very supportive in that he was coming to me, coming to me in the times that I was able to hang out, which were very minimal, he would come. He actually got a gym membership at the same gym that I would work out, so at least we could go train together sometimes. And up until literally two weeks before the show, that's when he just lost it and and didn't really understand. And for me, it was so hard because I'm like, we're so close, and he was able to come to the show and and see the final product, see the show, and I just I sort of begged him but I also knew how crucial it was to keep my stress levels down that I couldn't I couldn't allow him unfortunately to he just unfortunately he wasn't a priority and that's sort of what happens and the show was my priority I had been working towards it and it was hard for him to understand that fast forward to Okay, I got my pro card. He saw it firsthand. I got first. And that prep, honestly, was one of the easiest preps I had ever done. So he kind of saw it as, 
oh, this is easy. So then we ended up prepping together, yeah, for Legends in Vegas this past February. And prepping together was honestly easy enough. A lot of people will say, oh, this this preps ruin relationships, especially prepping together. It's one of the hardest things ever. I disagree on my stance just because it worked out that timing when we were training, when we were eating, all of that stuff kind of worked out. There definitely were some low times because we both were at points very irritable and... (laughs) But at the same time, it was hey, let's keep going, you know, what doesn't kill us will absolutely make us stronger. And that end goal of seeing both of us step on stage, both of us getting ready on show day, being backstage together and pumping up together, literally, like, that's kind of what motivated me. I think him too. Our families were both coming. So we we did grow stronger. And he also, as a first-time competitor sort of was able to have a new appreciation for competing and prepping and what goes into it. And mm-hmm. it was really hard for him. That's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah, you're a machine, but it was his first show. I know. It was his very first show, and it was struggles. very hard uh, for him specifically and going through that. Mm-hmm. And again, like, first prep ever and what to expect, he saw me prepping for a national show and I made it in a way look easy and he's like oh she stepped on stage she got first she got her pro card bam this is easy I got it it isn't like that yeah yeah and what he what he didn't see was the seven preps before that and the months and years of work and stress and yeah turmoil but yeah that's that's a great point and I think really communicating with your loved ones and the people around you is so important because you want a support system. And I've had both scenarios. I think you've kind of tended to always be in a relationship when you're prepping. I've kind of been the opposite. I've had my first year of competing, I had breakups right before shows. And maybe the prep precipitated the breakup, but at the end of the day, there were underlying issues and underlying things Mm -hmm. going on. And just the prep put more attention and put more pressure on the relationship. And I've also been single and there's, there's pros and cons to that. I'm sure we'll, we'll spend an episode or two talking about dating. There are definitely some past episodes of bikini things you can go listen to about it. There's pros and cons because when you're single, you're just focusing on yourself and it makes it easier in some ways, but it also, it can make it harder because at times you do feel lonely. You do feel like, Oh, it would be really nice to have a partner or support system or, Yeah, it'd be really nice to go out on a date, but that's not necessarily an option if you're prepping and your food is super limited. So it can go both ways. So I think just making sure you've got the right people around you, whether it's friends, family, a significant other, that's super important in your first show. And I think too, not just with boyfriends, but friends in general, maybe not all your friends have any interest in fitness and they're wondering, well, why can't you come out for a drink of wine? You're no fun anymore. You can't go to happy hours with us Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. You have to remember why you're doing it, what your goal is, and that that at this time is priority and your friends will most likely still be there. And I 
personally, and I know probably majority of other competitors have lost friends throughout these preps. But in the end, is it really someone that shared the same common goals or lifted you when you needed them? Probably not. So yeah. it's kind of worth worth the loss in a way. But there definitely will be family you have to have. Like they're there no <laughs> yeah. matter what. Yeah. And yeah. it took some time to have them support me. Their main thoughts was, oh my gosh, you're too skinny mm-hmm. or you're too this or you're mm-hmm. too that. Are you healthy? Are you mm-hmm. eating? Blah, 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 blah. But they're like, it's a good intention yeah. towards mm-hmm. you. And that's why families a great support. They've been to a majority of my shows mm-hmm. at this point, which is what I wanted is to open their eyes to it. And my mom had a bazillion questions at one of the national shows and was in awe of all the just muscle meatheads mm-hmm. all around, both <laughs> women and men. I mean, she was just in awe and it was cool to kind of see her reaction to it. But still, at the end of the day, she just wants me to be as healthy as can be and safe and you know, I communicate what coach and I have talked about and ways of being safe and ways that they care about my well-being so that she's just assured. And I, mm-hmm. that's, that's important, especially for family who literally is your number one support usually. Yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts on, on a first show? What to expect? Are you ready, Michelle? I think that's I think that's my question. Are you ready to do this? After this cut no, note, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And I yeah. like I didn't even know it's what so to expect. Fun. And then I found a new passion that I mm-hmm. never knew I had. And, and you make friends. I Yeah. Oh my gosh. Friends. I knew no one in yeah. California. And now all my friends yeah. happen to be seriously within the industry. Seriously. And yeah. has opened a lot of doors, which we'll go into more later on. But it's for me, it's given me life. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, I'm excited to see you prep girl. We will have much more on a lot of these topics, meal prepping, family relationships, actually getting ready for a show, all that good stuff. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on bikini underscore things on Instagram. Check out our website at bikinithings.com. DM us your questions, comments, episode ideas, and we will see you in the next episode.